Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One of the great tunes on the global game. It means that Alicia Canavas, former Matilda, is here to join us uh, to talk a bit of the women's game. Alicia, hello to you. Hey, Gabby. How are you? Good. Um, Has your moment's silence ended? Are you still in mourning post Sam Kerr's ACL? Have you emerged out of it? Where where are we at right now? Because it's uh, not a great time. Look, it's it's one of those injuries, right? And I think it was a bit of a shock yesterday morning. Everyone sort of woke up and was like, "Okay, this is this is not good for for Stan primarily, but obviously for the Matildas as well." Um, we're selfish in Australia. I think Chelsea come in about third or fourth in the, in whether we care so much about the club team, but it's all about Sam and the Matildas. Yeah. Um, look, definitely, uh, just just so unfortunate for her. Um, she obviously had that rough trot with the calf injury. Uh, during the World Cup, you've got your second major tournament in two years, and and this will, I'm sure, rule her out of of the Paris Olympics. I haven't seen anyone uh, recover in football five to seven months. It's it's just not particularly realistic or achievable, in my opinion. So I think that's the reality for Sam for 2024, which is unfortunate. But if there is any hope uh, for Matildas and their their campaign is that they did all right without her at the World Cup. They did okay. So we can we can rest assured that they'll still be pretty solid, I think, throughout the year. Um, where does it leave the Matildas? So as we step into the Olympics, yeah. the way in which the attack is going to shape up now, is Mary Fowler the solution as perhaps a, a false nine? Who do you see stepping into the void come Paris? Because Tony Gustafsson has got to find a way to reshape this attack. Quick smart. He had some preparation, of course, for that at the World Cup. But uh, what's the solution for you? Yeah, I definitely think it's it's time for Mary Fowler, not just, um, I guess, for the Matildas as a team, but for herself professionally. I think she's she's quite young still. You know, Mary's 20, 21 years old. It, it's very, very young, but I think she's now getting enough experience, enough playing time at Manchester City as well. Her performance at the World Cup was decent. She had some great, great uh, moments of brilliance, I thought, during the World Cup and, of course, a few goals there as well. So, for me, it, it, it's Fowler at a false nine. Um, I really like the way Caitlin Ford's come into her own as a player, both the club and country. I've spoken about it a lot. Um, and, look, the collective football public have as well. Over the last 12 months, Caitlin Ford has really been that standout on that left side, and that's my preference is to keep her on the left. Um, I think Hayley Rasso, when she's on, she's on. She's now playing, obviously, in Spain for Madrid. I think to keep her out on the right would be fantastic. Um, Ellie Carpenter with the overlaps, Stephanie Catley with the overlaps. That, mm. that chemistry, obviously, that um, is between Catley as well as Ford, I think is exceptional. So I think it's time for Mary, and um, it's really about fine-tuning the central pair uh, in the defensive line and, and through the midfield. Hi, Alicia. It's Scott here. Look, I just wanted to touch back on to the, the ACL injury of Sam Kerr. And, and obviously, there's been that many that's occurred 
in in recent times, and obviously reports here say you know three to six times higher than obviously than than a male itself. Um, but there's still really little understanding as to why. What's your take on it? Look, uh, from me, it looks as well that obviously the the professional women's game has gone to another level. Obviously, the intensity of yeah. it, but also the amount of games and the amount of loading that takes on the individual. Now, do you think that's having something to do with it? Yeah, definitely, Scott, and lovely to chat. We could have done this in Brisbane over a coffee, by the way. You and I have caught up. <laughs> anytime, anytime, uh, we'd love to. You know, we have a little coffee up here. But, look, I think it's load. We've touched on it a bit on the global game in the last six months. And mm-hmm. it, it's a catch-22. It's a double-edged sort of the women's game. Um, the demand for it now, the appetite for it is absolutely enormous um, all around the planet. And we saw it here, obviously, with the World Cup at home. And it's, it's beyond the football fans it's now going to the general public as well which is what we want for the game so we take nothing from that but um nothing away from that rather but it it is load it has to be a contributing factor there's a sudden spike in in matches um international schedule club schedule if you're in europe you're playing champions league football as well um the bottom line is as well men are built slightly different to women so we're increasing the women's load um to that of of a men's calendar essentially which is what we have always wanted but without the rest time and with that continuous load on particular players who are performing um it comes with risk right so Mm -hmm. my conversation off off air with with people around sammy has always been the concern of this girl's playing amazing for Chelsea. Yeah. She's playing amazing for the Matildas. When does she get a break, right? So, unfortunately, for me, maybe this was a contributing factor for her uh, right now, just having the last two or three years were just huge for her, uh, personally and professionally. Um we don't have any information about the quality of pitch in Morocco, uh, the conditions, anything like that. But uh, I think load, Scott, would be definitely a contributing factor for, for a lot of these injuries that we're starting to see. What Sam Kerr might we see post this injury, Alicia? A lot of people are starting to ask that question now. So she's 30 years of age. On the surface, it looks like she could mm. have still a couple of World Cups left in her. There's no reason why she can't play to 37. She might not be the same Sam Kerr that we've seen, but maybe she alters her game a touch and she's more of an 18-yard box predator, for example. But what might this injury yeah. do to her game and the impact on her longevity potentially? Yeah, and that's that's the big question mark, I think, for any athlete, particularly 30-plus, uh, when you start to see these injuries happen. And they are, they are, I would say, severe injuries, if we want to call it that, because they take you out of the game for so long. So we're looking at a rehab um, and recovery period of, let's say, 8 to 12 months, give or take, for Sam. Um, how she bounces back is, is going to be the big question mark. Um, she'll be closer to 31, etching into, you know, 32 by that stage and that's that's a little bit different regardless of whether you're injured or not we all know uh the 30s hit and things change it's just how it is we're not as fast we don't we're not as agile it's just how it is i have full confidence that sam will be at another world cup i believe she's got that in her um perhaps another olympics if they qualify as well however in in what capacity is the real question Mm. um every athlete i think still has an appetite to play um in what capacity that sees sam Kerr is, is two different things i think She's definitely got another three or four years in her, uh, definitely. How that looks um, will be how she recovers and and what that recovery period looks like and, uh, I guess, the severity of the tear as well. So um, 
It is a tricky one. It is a tricky one. Knowing Sam, um, I had the privilege of playing with her when she was a kid, realistically, at 16, 17, over at the Glory, and um, I think she's still got that bubbly, infectious, and determined Mm. personality, and Mm. from a sporting household, I think she'll bounce back pretty quick, um, but confidently as well, and see how the body goes. Let's hope so. In terms of other Matildas that have made some moves, uh, a couple of big ones. Charlie Grant's gone to Spurs in the Women's Super League and Katrina Gorry's gone to West Ham to join Mackenzie Arnold. She's bounced around a bit lately, Katrina Gorry, but uh, that's a move that will have a lot of people interested. Yeah, definitely. Look, Minnie, for me, um, I would have loved to have seen her back here at the Raw, um, pairing up with Tamika Yala, but I think it's an opportunity, of course, to play in the WSL that she can't pass up. And um, to be at West Ham is a fantastic achievement to have that on your CV uh, for a player. I think it's brilliant. Um, That will tie her nicely into the World Cup, uh, sorry, into the Olympics post-World Cup, and I think that will give her a lot of confidence as well coming into the Olympic Games. Um, For me, Charlie Grant's the big one. I would Mm. love to see her getting some more regular match time. Um, It's very important for her um, in terms of confidence and maturity as a player. But um, also for the Matildas, I I predict at the end of this Olympic campaign uh, that we'll see some retirees in and amongst the Matildas team, uh, namely Claire Polkinghorne, would mm. be my expectation that Claire would be close to retiring after this Olympic campaign. Um, we need to look at the defence, and Charlie Grant is a big part of the future uh, for the Matildas backline and a big part of the leadership platform as well over the next four or five years, in my opinion. So for her to get some quality game time in the WSL, I think is very, very important. And just to finish, uh, Alicia, the A-League Women's Unite Round this weekend. Uh, How do you think the A-League Women's will uh, be received as part of Unite Round? And and what are the big talking points at this point of the season, the players that have stood out and and the teams that have caught your eye as we uh, move into Unite Round? Yeah, look, I think it's a really nice addition for the for the A-Leagues. I think it's a, a mature addition. And I think on the back of the, the World Cup and the interest in the women's game, I think it's quite quite smart and the appetite's there. So hopefully it all goes well for the A-Leagues and I think it'll be well received. Uh, for me, the, the big match of the round is, is victory and glory. That's where I'm sort of eyeing off a few things. And then Western United and Sydney, I think under Cat Smith, Western United have started to sort of um, find their feet and, and climb up that ladder again, which is, which is really good to see those improvements. They had a bit of a stuttering start. Sydney, um, of course, have struggled a little bit over the last few matches. So both teams for me will be looking for those three points. Bit of a grudge match with finals of, of past years as well. So I think that for me is also one of the matches of the round, but I think it's a smart addition for the league and and hopefully it's a success so we can sort of compound and build on that as well. Great stuff. It's been a big week in the women's game in Australia because of that sad uh, Sam Kerr news, but that gives us so many talking points as we look to our Matildas Olympic campaign and also uh, everything that's going on in the A-League women's here in Australia. Alicia Canavis, former Matilda, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Alicia. Thank you, guys. Have a great evening. We're building up to the Asian Cup as well. Plenty more on that after the break on the Global Game. Daniel Garb and Scott McDonald with you.